0: dry shampoo divas out there Erin are you ready for another exciting holiday themed episode heck yeah I am well me too and especially when we're talking about setting holiday expectations before I get started I'm gonna ask how was your Thanksgiving it was good. I mean, it
1: was really busy. I have a huge family, <laughs> but it was uh-huh. really fun. I hadn't seen a lot of them in quite a while. So it's just fun. It's it's just fun to hang out with family. So and of course, food, obviously. So well, yeah. shove that in. I'm all for that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, fun. Okay. So one thing that never ceases to amaze me when we get to like the holiday gatherings is the talk of all the busyness you know the list of the gotta do's and the don't forgets and the visit here's there are like piled higher than Santa's list of toys to bring to all the girls and boys like that's what it feels like so busy (laughs) so overwhelming do you know what I'm talking about Erin? Oh exactly
1: and I think a lot of it is self-inflicted but I think a lot of it is just we end up with a ton of stuff put on our calendars kind of I don't want to say without our consent, but just without us necessarily planning it. And so it is a pile of chaos and a pile of busyness. So I would love to talk about
0: that. Awesome. Well, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. We are going to talk about setting healthy expectations around the holidays. So there is a well-known saying that says, the perfect way to always be disappointed is to have unrealistic expectations. Erin, do you feel like this is true? I had actually never heard that saying, but I
1: really like oh. it. And I, I do think that that's true sometimes, especially as women and especially as moms. We tend to kind of set that bar really high and almost set ourselves up to fail a little bit.
0: Yeah. I mean, are there some common expectations that you have around the holidays that (laughs) might be unrealistic sometimes? Oh my
1: gosh. I think the best example I probably have is that when my son turned one, all of a sudden I felt this load of responsibility like, oh my gosh, he has to have the most memorable Christmases. It is on me to make these cherished memories that he will remember when he is sitting in the old folks' home. And so... Suddenly, I had the brilliant idea of having an advent calendar with an activity that we were doing every single day. And I'm not talking like, read a Christmas book. I'm talking every day we were like going to do something. Go see the manger. Go see the lights. Go do this. And do you have any idea how unrealistic that was? I mean, by the third day, I was feeling like an epic failure.
0: (laughs) Well okay he's one. it's not like she's really gonna remember it anyway but yeah I could totally see where the pressure is on and I bet there's a lot of mamas out there that are like yeah like most of my memories were like the holidays and getting together with family and like all the stuff and so I could totally see where you're coming from where you are wanting to fulfill you know the most happy and joyous occasions for when your child looks back on Christmas that it was always a Fun and joyful time, and there was only good feelings. And yeah, I could totally see that happening, but I also totally see where there's some unrealistic expectations floating around for you, too. Oh,
1: 100%. So, I mean, we still have that advent calendar, and I put it in place this year, but there have been some major adjustments. It is something like, let's read a book by the Christmas tree. And you Mm -hmm. know what? He is just as thrilled with that. So, I think, again, I think it's the expectation we put on ourselves.
0: Yes. Absolutely. So, I mean, if you want to think about the healthiest way to set your expectations for the holidays, I think the best thing that you can do is gather around as a family, sit down with, I mean, even if it's just you and your spouse or heck, even with yourself and just like writing everything down on a schedule and break it down. You know, all the recitals, all the family visits, all the shopping and the class parties and and everything that might sneakily end up on the calendar that you weren't expecting in the first place and talk with your spouse and your kids about what you want to do for the holidays you know communicate what each of you want to keep and this is the one thing that I'm really looking forward to or at least a couple of things that I'm really looking forward to and then also talk about things that you maybe don't want to participate in I mean for example like last year we had COVID and you know with everything that was going around, and we had like a, a, a fairly young baby, um, we just decided that we were going to cut visiting Santa off of our list. You know, the long lines and the screaming and the impatient kids. And I mean, half the time, I think Declan's excited because she's old enough and she understands it. But James is like, why do I have to sit on this scary stranger's lap that I don't understand? And so <laughs> we decided just to write letters to Santa and drop it off at um, the local library where they have like a send a letter to Santa. And so that was one thing that I got to take off the list, which I think helped. Yeah, I think the way you described it, I mean, it is
1: kind of the good, better, best scenario. It's hard to to say you're not going to do everything because as you look at it, you're like, oh, well, these are all really good things. But when you're getting overwhelmed, you may have to kind of prioritize. And I've definitely had to do that and adjust and reevaluate. And sometimes, like we have full intentions. I mean, even last Saturday, we had full intentions of going to the Christmas tree jubilee. I love seeing all the trees that are professionally decorated and they always have such neat themes and everything. But I'm also on crutches right now with a cast on my leg. And it just, by the time we got to that day, I just did not feel like emotionally I was not even just emotionally, I didn't feel like emotionally and physically, I could spend that much time going around on crutches. And so we ended up bagging that. And that was a tough decision. But at the end of the day, it was the right decision for my family. And so I think you always have to consider that what kind of expectations are we putting on ourselves. But I think another thing we have to consider is, what, ty- what kind of expectations are we allowing ourselves to be influenced by? You know, maybe we have this friend that is an overachiever or even when we get on social media, I know myself personally, like social media, just I feel inundated with everyone's all doing all of these different things all the time and it looks like they're just having these perfectly festive Christmases every day. And so that can be a lot. It can be a lot of pressure on us.
0: Yeah, I think going into that as well. One thing that I've like debated on doing over the years is neighbor gifts. Erin, do you guys have neighbor gifts or do you have feelings about like whether or not you liked participating in neighborhood gifts, whether that's one thing that you're thinking about cutting out of the holiday expectations? Let's talk neighborhood gifts.
1: Um, I love doing neighbor gifts, but no pressure to anyone else. I think the reason I love to do neighbor gifts is because we are just such a busy family that I don't often get a chance to connect with the people living in my neighborhood. And we just have a small cul de sac. And so, I mean, I give them a little like smile and a wave f- quite frequently. But I think for me, it's that opportunity to really connect with those around me that I don't always get a chance to do. And so, I, I don't think it necessarily has to be something expensive or elaborate. I think. For me, I just really love taking one evening and going around and getting to know the families that are around us. And I also, I mean, Hudson's only three at this point, but I like the idea of him taking gifts to our neighbors because I think it reestablishes that Christmas is about giving and it's not all about gimme, gimme, gimme. gimme you know what I mean? And so I I like that as well.
0: Yeah, no, and I definitely can see where if you are going to do neighborhood gifts, um. Try to make it something that you don't have to feel so much pressure on. I feel like we live in a neighborhood that is right now being expanded. Like uh, We built our house and then it went through a year or so without adding on more houses. But now we're adding on even more houses. And so what started out as like, oh, you know, 35, 40, sometimes 50 neighbor gifts. Like now with the neighborhood expanding, it's like 80 Gifts and it's oh, my like, lands! Well, yeah. here's the thing: when you said neighbor gifts,
1: I'm thinking like eight. I mean, we take around like eight. Oh no! <laughs> so you you were taking something like all of all of the neighbors in the hood? Yeah,
0: all all the hood. Wow. And so Jeez. yeah, it kind of gets to be a little much. But and as more people move in, it's like, well, like where's the cutoff? Like oh, I'm sorry. You're not included in the neighborhood.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. Wow. You're a little Mr. Rogers. I just can't. Wow. Yeah. So I definitely feel a lot of pressure with that.
0: Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. I mean, I've been doing neighbor gifts from like when Sam and I were first married and we've always at least done like 30. So to only think about doing eight, I'm just like, that's like opens a whole new world. But then I feel like only eight, like, oh, I feel bad because I want to include everybody. And if I don't, then they'll be like, I must not be that good of a neighbor or something. And I'm like, oh my gosh. I don't know. It's on self pressure. It sounds like I need to work on this. <laughs> I mean, All and right. if it works for
1: your family and if it is a fun tradition, I say go with it. I just, I'm shocked to hear that you do that many people. That's impressive.
0: Yeah, I would like to hear if other people usually do that many people because maybe I'm just one of those crazy people that just want to make sure everybody has Christmas. Are
1: you like getting 80 gifts in return? Because then you're set, you
0: know. There we go. There's your sign. That's the reason. That's the reason. Okay, well, yes, I wanted to speak about neighbor gifts because sometimes I feel like there are some expectations around those, especially when you're receiving neighborhood gifts and you feel like you need to get something like, give something in return. I could definitely see where the pressure is on for that. Um, while you're talking about what your expectations are with your family while you're sitting down, we've kind of talked about what to take away, but maybe also have a conversation about things that you might want to add in, which I know if there's a lot of other holiday things, Um, And you're trying to teach your kids that, like you said with Hudson, you're trying to teach them that Christmas is a lot about giving. So maybe sit down and discuss like what is something that we can add in to show our kids or even ourselves and bring a little bit of joy with giving. And I know in a previous episode, Aaron brought up doing like a toy purge uh, with your kids and donating the additional toys And I think that is such a great idea. You know, contact your local YCC, DCFS, kid to kid Salvation Army, Christmas box, you know, see what the needs are and try to involve your kids in that. I think dropping off toys isn't like, it, it probably takes less time to go drop off something to like a foster care system than it would to stand in line to see Santa and get pictures done, you know, and you're teaching your kids a valuable lesson. You know, maybe serve at a shelter, um, If especially if your kids are a little older and, you know, go to the places that you're able to donate to, even if it's not toys, it could be something that's more monetary. I have a friend that works at the Children's Center in Utah and they provide comprehensive mental health care to enhance emotional well-being for infants and toddlers and preschoolers and their families. And I'll go ahead and, and hit up a link in the show notes. But if you're thinking about donating, like look up those that like help other people. I think that's one of the big reasons of why we have this giving time of the holidays and having your kids focus on the giving would be a really cool experience for them. Just saying, have that conversation with them. What do you want to add in that can help give you that feeling of joy or whatever that you're hoping to experience for Christmas? Aaron, do you have any thoughts that you want to add with with that? Yeah, I think that's great. Um,
1: We we typically try to pick an activity like that every year. And there have been some where they are more intense, uh, time devoted activities. I mean, we've adopted a family for Christmas before where we're going and shopping for like toys and clothes and buying all the stuff and Mm -hmm. wrapping it and dropping it off. But I think sometimes when we go through some of these charitable causes, it does feel like, oh my gosh, that's just one more thing that's going to take time. And it it can feel overwhelming. And if, if you're in the position to do it, it really is a magical thing that can really benefit you in this, not even just you, but your whole family in this time of year. But I also just want to throw out, there are a lot of amazing organizations that really don't require much. Um, there's an incredible organization, and I believe they're based out of Logan, Utah. They're called Little Lambs. And they, all they do is prepare book bags for children that are in foster care. So that as they move from place to place, they have basic essentials and they have a nice book bag to carry their items from. And so if you jump on their site they'll just have a list of very basic essentials you know toothbrush stuffed animal stuff like that that's pretty simple to pick up in bulk and just donate to them as an organization but even the organization that jessica mentioned with the children's center in utah They have a simple Amazon link that if you want to get on their website and see what items they're in need of, you can just buy it right from their Amazon list, have it delivered to them. I mean, it takes 10 to 15 minutes. And so I think you can still sit down with your child and have them go through that list of toys and pick something that they would be excited to give a child. Without it taking a ton of time or without feeling like, oh my gosh, I just don't know if I can take on one more thing. Does that make sense?
0: Yes. I love that. I love that. By us trying to add in giving and really focusing on what the holiday meaning is and what you're wanting to experience out of the holidays, like sitting down with your family and being like, what do we want out of the holidays? What are our goals for the holidays? Like, are we wanting to feel close- and connected with those around us are we wanting to feel joy are we wanting to just hide in a bedroom until they're over because sometimes maybe the holidays are bad like you know they bring up like hard memories or something I say you know sit down and really get clear about what your expectation is with what you're feeling about the holiday season and When you're looking at that list and deciding what to take out and what to add in, make sure that those things go along with adding to your expected feeling about the holidays. Yeah, I think that's incredible. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, if taking things off the list isn't really possible, try setting a boundary about the length of time, like I brought it before. Time is also one of the things that we can do to set an expectation. You know, say you're gonna be somewhere, but you can set a boundary about the length of time that you're going to be there. You know, if you've gotta visit like four families and it's Christmas or some ugly sweater party or something, go and say, I can go, but I'm only gonna be able to be there for one hour. But I will say, if you are going to be setting the boundary, make sure that while you're there, you are there. You are present and trying to make the best of the small amount of time that you have allotted for that gathering. Just try to be present. Put the phone down. (laughs) I love that. I think the best present
1: is your presence. I think sometimes, you know, me and my husband play this fun game where we'll like sit in a restaurant and we'll just kind of look at other couples and we'll people watch and we'll try to discuss oh I, I bet they're this type of couple or I bet they're having a conversation about this but that game has not been as fun lately because you look around at couples and they're both just staring down at their phones and I'm like well they're not talking about anything so I think we just particularly I mean with our own companions with our kids and particularly when We haven't seen some of these people in six months or whatever it is. We do need to be present and we need to make sure that we're, we are there and we're just, we're being in the moment and we're, we're able to just relax and have fun and enjoy each other's company. That's, that's a great thing to bring up, Jessica.
0: Yeah. So I think it's good to have a realistic expectation around the budget, the holiday budget, I mean, do your kids really need the most expensive, most impressive thing, or do they maybe just need something heartfelt or even an experience rather than a physical gift? Which I know for our our Christmas, spoiler alert, don't let my children listen to this, we are trying to do more of an experience Christmas this year rather than another toy and more just stuff. I want to do a lot more experienced things because, like you said, sometimes we are just busy. And if you can have something set where you have a dedicated amount of time and like something to look forward to with with you as a family, I think that's so much better than getting my daughter like the latest and greatest thing. Will she love it? Absolutely. But will it give her long lasting memories or whatnot? Maybe not. So have a budget, keep the budget. Like, I know so many people that go way overboard. And sure, that might be great. But like the second that credit card bill comes around in January, you start feeling all that guilt and whatnot. Like set a healthy expectation around your budget and try your best to stick with it. And even if that means not getting the best toys and doing like an experience instead, it might be the better option. I'm just going to put that out there with with just us talking about expectations
1: i oh, without getting too preachy here i'm going to say we are it's very easy for children growing up right now to feel selfish and entitled and so when we're talking about setting expectations i don't think this is just with yourself I think it's completely appropriate to set expectations with your kids. You know, it's interesting because my son's only three, and since about September, he's just been saying, like, I'm going to ask Santa for these two things, and he has just had two set things that he he has really set his mind on, and they're very important to him and completely doable, but it's interesting because we got... Amazon knows what they're doing. I'll throw that out. Amazon mm-hmm. sent out that big toy catalog in the mail. Yes, yes. And he happened to get his hands on it. And he instantly started putting stickers over the whole book. Mom, I want Santa to bring me this. And I'm going to get this from Santa. Well, it turned it went from I want this to Santa's going to bring me this. And his list grew from two things to about 30 things. And so I finally had to sit down with him and say you know, Santa's got a lot of kids he's got to take care of. So if you could only pick two or three things, what would those two or three things be? And he, you know, of course went back to the two things he originally wanted. And so I do think it's very easy for our kids to get into the mindset of like, I want, I want, I want, I want. And then as a parent, you're feeling pressured like, oh, well, I want their Christmas to be magical and special, but it's okay to, to just like put rein in those expectations with our kids too i think without you know destroying their christmas i think we can rein those in and help them again to remember that's not what it's all about
0: i completely agree when you're talking about the catalog and everything i'm like my daughter has had the catalog since like october and she (laughs) continuously is still adding to that we have that conversation a lot in our house (laughs) I think another thing to have a very healthy expectation with is and a realistic expectation is around food. Probably weird to even bring that up but um, maybe when you're at a holiday gathering especially with me and my kids I need to have a, a healthy expectation with my children and their food. When we're around cousins and friends and it's just chaos and it's so fun for them my kids are all caught up in the funness of it and so They might only have like two bites of a meal, or even just like a roll, or go straight to the dessert table. And I just want to offer the idea that that is okay. You know, it's okay for your kid to not have to sit down and eat every little bite and and whatnot. I would think that if you're going to have healthy expectations around the holidays, then one of those expectations need to be that maybe your kids aren't going to eat the healthiest for holiday gatherings, and. You know, for all the people that are probably trying to get really healthy with themselves and and whatnot, like, why not try to let your kids set their own boundaries on what they want to eat and let them decide when they're full and let them decide when they're hungry because that's kind of their responsibility for them to trust their own bodies and just st- don't put an expectation around the idea that your kid has to eat their entire plate before they're allowed to get down and run around with their cousins. I'm just going to put that out there. Might be an unpopular opinion, but I just want to say it. Also, I think it's okay for you to give yourself permission to either stick with your diet or not. Eat whatever you want. Like take away a lot of that guilt. I know a lot of people are like, oh, I am off sugar for the holidays. And then they eat that piece of pie or whatever. And then they feel guilty around it. And if you're having an unrealistic expectation that you might be sticking with a diet over the holiday season sit down and be like, is this really realistic? You know, if I want to have a piece of pie, I'm going to have a piece of pie. And if I only want two bites of that piece of pie, I'm not going to feel guilty if I don't finish the whole piece of pie. You know, eat the whole piece of pie. Don't eat the whole piece of pie. But put some healthy expectations around it. Absolutely. I think you made a good point of
1: just once you set expectations, they don't have to be rigid, that they are they are fluid and don't be afraid to adjust those expectations based on the needs of your family in any given situation. So yeah, I think you made a great point.
0: Yeah, I would think like if your mom makes like the best banana bread for the holidays, and... <laughs> No, I hate banana delicious. bread. <gasps> and so you're looking forward to it all year long, and you want to eat the entire loaf like. Put an expectation around it. I expect to eat the entire loaf and I'm looking forward to it. (laughs) Why not? Yeah. And tomorrow, yeah, tomorrow I'm going to get back on track or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's great. I would just say, you know, really ask yourself going into gatherings or even just for the entire month of December, what do I want to get out of this next gathering? Or what do I want to get out of each individual activity for the holidays, you know? what do I want to feel? Do I want to feel joy? Do I want to feel peace? Do like, I think if you can get an idea of how you want to feel. And then once you've established how you want to feel, and you're looking for that feeling with every gathering or activity that you're going to be doing, I would think that maybe that you're going to uh, look for the joy in the holiday gatherings, you know, look for the joy in the outcome of each activity, and that you might be able to create a joyful experience for yourself as well as for others. And I think maybe set your expectation around a feeling rather than the amount of activities that you are going to be doing. And that's really it, I think. I mean, I do want to add a couple thoughts, but Erin? No, I, I agree. I think
1: that sums up kind of my thoughts on all of the expectations perfectly. I mean... I put the expectation of, oh, I'm going to haul my son through like the Christmas village of lights, but he gets the same spark of joy when we sit down by the Christmas tree and we read the Grinch. And so I think that's the whole idea is focus on those feelings without feeling like you have to put yourself through the ringer of expectations.
0: Awesome. Okay. I just wanted to add a couple thoughts uh, before we end this. And so here I go. I would say my number one thought is being offended is a choice. My second thought is you are choosing to be there, so own it. My third thought is a reminder, of course, to be present. Get off the phone, focus on who you're around, have good conversations, be present when you are there. Number four, I would say... Don't tell yourself that you don't have expectations around the holidays because that is an impossibility. And if you need to start your work on thinking that you don't have expectations, maybe sit down and really get clean with yourself of why you would think that you don't have expectations around Christmas. Like maybe you've never allowed yourself to have expectations around Christmas because you expect somebody else to have expectations around Christmas. Get really clean about that. Because that's still an expectation. Number five, I would say throw out the handbook about other people. You know, and I'll do a future episode on what throwing out the handbook is. But allow people to be themselves. And if you are feeling burnt out, imagine how they're feeling. And number six, be compassionate with yourself. Okay. Let's all go into this holiday season with a good attitude and a deep breath and tell us how this changes your holiday spirit. Leave us a good review because it'll be a Christmas gift to us. And thank you for your support. Happy holidays. We want to be a part of your adventure, too. So submit your topics, questions, or silly stories to us at motherhoodadventurepod at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes.
1: Become part of our mom tribe by following us on Facebook and Instagram so you don't miss a mess-filled mom moment. Thanks for joining us through our journey of tantrums, triumphs, and teamwork.
0: Till next time.